you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Thank you very much for being here. Uh, David, if you don't mind, can we start with the Department of Homeland Security secretary? Oh, yeah. Uh, and what he said, because a lot of people have talked about, hey, uh, what is the terror threat in the United States? The FBI director said, yeah, it's increased a lot since October 7th. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is the person that would and, know, right? Dan, I mean, we know I, it just happened in the state of Texas uh, not that long ago. Like, what, last week? Yes. It came out that a uh, Jordanian national who'd come across the border illegally was planning on murdering Jews. Like, we, yes. we do actually need to be keeping track of who's coming into this country one way or the other. Well, it's not just that. It's not just he had the idea. He, he had moved along in the process. Yeah, he was planning it. Yes. Um, so why that wasn't a bigger story, well, I think we know why. Legacy media is not picking that up. But you could at least cheer on the people that found out. Oh, sure. This threat and say, hey, we, we are doing our best here. And this is an example of that. Yeah. But then you get this clown, the Dorcas, Mayorkas up there. He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas repeatedly dodged when asked whether or not the border crisis increases the chances of a terrorist attack in our country. Okay. Doesn't know how many people and can't say whether or not the this has increased. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, there's so much audio of this guy today. Do you well, think that millions of people crossing our border illegally creates the risk of a terrorist attack in our country? Senator, um, uh, I think that uh, the men and women of the Department of Homeland Security do an extraordinary job of ensuring the safety and security. That wasn't of the, the question America. I asked. I said, do you think time. that millions of people crossing our border illegally every year, two and a half million last year, creates the risk of a terrorist? With what's going on in the world, people coming from more than 100 different countries crossing here illegally, you don't even know how many of them are still here. You came here today without that information. Do you think that creates a risk of a terrorist attack in our country? Uh, Senator, um, you mischaracterized my testimony. No, he actually didn't. I mean, Alejandro Mayorkas earlier in that exchange did say, no, I don't have that those numbers in front of me right now, which is astounding because, again, you're there literally to answer questions about what you've been doing and what you plan to do moving forward. You would think you would have basic information if it's that easily available about how many people have come in, how many people have already been uh, through deportation proceedings and expelled from the country, what are the stats there? It's not that hard to get that information if you're the Department of Homeland Security secretary, I assume. But then I remember he pleads this ignorance game he does. on purpose. He does. How does it not increase of course it the does. terrorist threat? You've got millions of people coming in. You don't know where they're from. You don't know who they are. You don't know where they're going. And, and you can't answer that question. Everybody goes, well, of course. I mean, it's going to go up a little, right? Or go up a lot or go up some. We're doing our best to make sure that doesn't happen. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Of course, you know, 
what I've talked about before is putting a shock collar on the guy and you oh, shock yeah. him every time he doesn't answer the question. I'm for that. That's never going to happen. That's mm-hmm. just like in the movie we're going to make someday. Uh, but just start impeachment now with this guy. Send a message. It's the safety of Americans at risk right now. And I understand he's just taking orders from his boss. We get it. This was the plan all the way. But this is disgusting. He does it every single time. It's so maddening. What a waste of people's time when you know he's not going to answer a question. <laughs> Senator, um, I yeah. believe in the people of the department. Blah, blah, blah. He's such a weasel. Mm-hmm. What an evil little loser. Okay, more on that a little bit later. Let's get to uh, the latest conversation as far as <laughs> American citizens. What we're seeing with all the anti-Semitism. And you've got, you know, pictures of kids and adults that have been taken hostage in Israel put up as a reminder to people. And then pro-Palestinian folks are ripping them down. Mm-hmm. And so... That's pretty much a hateful act. You have the right to put those up. There's been a lot of talk about it. And this question was posed to the press secretary yesterday. Yeah, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre wasn't sure what to say about pro-Hamas people in America tearing down posters of kidnapped Israelis. Is the White House's view that these actions should be condemned, the pulling of the pulling down of them, or that that's a form of peaceful protest? Look, I, I haven't... I've sort of kind of seen the reporting here and there. I think it was from last week, There's right? Been like 30 million videos that yeah. got around. No, I know, I hear you. Right? And that's Peter Alexander yeah. from <laughs> NBC. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard that. Well, I've heard you know. There's like 30 million. I, I mean, he actually dumbasses her right there. Yeah. Yes, right he did. does. He did. Good for him. I hear you. I hear you. I'm just not going to. Uh, I'm not going to. Okay? I'm not okay. going. Is that peaceful protest to I, pull it, that down, or should I, you not be? Doing I'm just that? not going to go into uh, specifics on that particular thing. Uh, what I can say, there are real vi- violent protests and threats that are happening right now, and senior administration officials are are aware of these reports, uh, which are deeply concerning, and that is something that uh, we're focused on. <laughs> Golly, it's the worst. They're not only concerned. They're deeply concerned deep high high priority Mm -hmm. Uh well someone got to her after the briefing because they better believe it was like what an hour later yeah she put out a tweet that said as a result of the hamas terrorist attacks communities and families aren't grieving for the past month the families of those who have been taken hostage have lived in agony tearing down pictures of their loved ones who are being held hostage by hamas is wrong and hurtful well, that's a heck of a deal. She just wasn't going to speak to it well, yeah. until so, the blowback. She hadn't seen the video until afterwards, and then she saw the video. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. What a joke. And she's trying to still read all of her responses. It's one thing, as we all hear it, if you actually see it, it's the same thing, the question, and she's you know, scrambling to find where to read it, and then she has a trouble you know, just getting that across. It's a joke. Every single one in this administration. If they ask this, you say this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Although I will give props to John Kirby. And we'll get to that a little bit later. He actually said something that made sense yesterday. No. Uh, yes, and I was glad to see it. Um, moving on, you wanted to get to Jamal Bowman. Yeah. David. And well, this, Does this have to do with the Rashida Tlaib censure? Yes, it does. So the House of Representatives. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry to interrupt again. It's yeah. Jamal Bowman. Very few have theme music. Yeah. Get the fire out! 
He's the fire alarm puller. Yeah, Jamal Bowman. Yeah. Want to give him props. For some reason, he claims that he saw a fire alarm in the uh, office building attached to the uh, Capitol. Yeah. And he thought that the fire alarm would open the door because yeah. that's how fire alarms work. <laughs> yes. Didn't know the fire alarm would go yeah. off when I pulled that lever that says fire alarm on it. No idea. Well, the, yeah. the House of Representatives formally uh, censured Democrat Rashida Tlaib, who called for the destruction of Israel. Uh, 22 Democrats voted with Republicans, uh, but some Democrats were freaking out over this. This is uh, Representative Jamal Bowman. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. He didn't like it. <laughs> no, that's, he didn't like that's it. Pretty good. Here's, here's what he actually said. This body needs empathy and compassion for all people, not just people that look like the majority of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle. Oh, my God. So we got a congressperson that says river to the sea, wipe out Israel, censored, and Jamal is going to take this and make it about a black and white issue. Yes. Now that is a master stroke. From a race hustler. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, goodness gracious, man. There'd be a lot that would be proud today, huh? And maybe because of your lack of diversity, you lack the cognitive and emotional ability to recognize diverse opinions when they speak truth to power. Diverse opinions. Yep. Eradicate the Jews. We need more diversity in this house. Sit down, alarm puller. Sit down. (laughs) (laughs) And you absolutely need to open up your mind to other people and other experiences, especially when they are Muslim and when they are women and when they are people of color. Or when they pull fire alarms. (laughs) I mean... Yeah, yeah the mentally that, challenged. Yeah, <laughs> is that is that a sign of white supremacy? Knowing what a fire alarm does, apparently. Not, yes. Not, I mean, it's it's rich. The guy who doesn't understand that fire alarm equals a fire alarm going off uh, claims that white people lack cognitive and emotional abilities. That's right. Okay. Yes. All right, yes. bro. Okay. Uh, yeah. there, there's more. You gentlemen's, had a member gentlemen's of your time party has expired. Call my colleague a terrorist, and you didn't censor her. But we're having Gentlemen's this conversation time has now about your interpretation of words. Members, I mean, I mean, another story about Rashida Tlaib that has flown under the radar is how much money uh, is coming in and going out through her office and political efforts involving Hamas groups, actually, sure. literally Hamas-affiliated organizations that she uses as fundraisers for her. And that should be, honestly, a surprise to no one. And I notice with all these people, man, when you can't form an intellectual argument, you just start yelling and using the emotion. Because she was weeping again yesterday. Rashida. (laughs) No, 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 no. You're going to be all big and bad and talk river to the sea and talk about (laughs) eradicating Jews. This is what comes your way. I mean, my goodness, man. Yeah, freedom of speech doesn't fly. You're free to say it. You can say You're it. You're just not free from the repercussions. You're absolutely right said. about that. So shut up. Yeah. Have a seat. It's about time that happened. Yep. Okay. Much to get to, man. Oh, yeah, there was a big election, you know. In Ohio. Shockwaves from Ohio. We'll definitely get to that. And that man with the gun outside the Capitol from Georgia. What is the story behind that? We'll get to that as well. Coming up right here. 
What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited debt relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for they've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are a plus rated with the better business bureau so don't wait get the relief you need during these hard economic times for this free information call the accredited debt relief hotline now call 800-330-2100 800-330-2100 that's 800-330-2100 Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, shockwaves throughout the political world. Oh, yeah. Uh, voters in Ohio convincingly approved a ballot measure to protect abortion in the state constitution. It won like 57-43, so now there's this big conversation on the right about whether or not uh, conservatives need to tone down rhetoric about abortion, all of that. To me, it comes down to something that you've pointed out for years, Jamie, which is you got to be able to make the case more clearly and combat the disinformation that the left puts out all the time about like an outright total abortion ban and whatnot. You got to actually be talking to voters about where they stand, about like, like that's always been my opinion, things like that, because most people wind up being in favor when they think about it at 15 weeks of banning abortion after that. Yes. And I mean, I have... Well, friends that will argue with me on that on both sides. Um, because if you are a pro-life person that believes that life begins at conception, I understand you're wanting to protect life. I totally get it. All I'm saying is, politically, when you're looking at, you know, for years, okay, when exactly do people, like the masses, start to get uncomfortable with abortion? And it's right near the second trimester and then all of a sudden be like ah, i don't feel too good about this and by the third you've seen the numbers it's way over 80 percent last i saw close to 90 percent like oh no you shouldn't be getting an abortion then um but it's also in the messaging that the left will take this and they'll make it seem like they are trying to own your body yeah 
and you do have a lot of women then coming out and you know protesting and they you know really make great effort to put out the vote i don't know if you saw any of the images of the video of people celebrating it last night in ohio Mm -hmm. i know i mean look all hell is breaking loose right now every marker you have of success is down whether it's the economy Mm -hmm. whether it's jobs no housing whatever it is but that's the one issue that will carry the, the elections I don't know if it will in twenty four. Oh, well, I, well I, I Biden was not on the Biden was not on the ballot, no question. No, but I'm just saying that this is a one issue thing that really is a one issue thing. Again, they don't man. care. They'll vote for whomever. They'll vote for a can of corn as long as it's uh, pro choice. But but again, in the messaging, if you say are you know you have to pin the left down, that you're saying there are no restrictions whatsoever. That's what you're saying. All the way through till moment of birth. I agree. I agree with you. And that has to be part of the marketing of that. Well, I think the Republican Party is run by idiots. I mean, they don't that don't get it. Rona McDaniel's terrible. Oh yeah. Terrible. Well, I mean, we don't need to get go totally into this tonight. There's the Republican debate, right? And I mm-hmm. understand without Trump, is it really that great a debate? Okay, whatever. Why in the world are you still saying NBC? Do you want to be involved? We'd like right. you to be part of it. Why? Yeah. Do you think you're going to get some sort of legitimacy with somebody with NBC? No. Again, to your point. Dumb. Yeah. So, yes, that was uh, a big issue, at least what we're being told. Um, Ohio also legalizes weed. And I can remember not too long ago, that would have been a massive story. Yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah, they legalize weed. Now it's like, okay, 24 states have it legalized. Whatever. Right. Well, it was another thing that you brought up about roe v wade david when the left was freaking out you're like it's going back to the states yeah i mean the left wouldn't hear it at the time right i mean that's kind of the whole point at least from where i stood was i mean i thought roe v wade was was terrible precedent because you don't Mm -hmm. have a constitutional right to an abortion at least according to the united states constitution however if a state decides they want to enshrine that if the voters there choose uh one way or the other i think that's appropriate that's where that's supposed to be decided. The other thing to me, man, just one person's opinion. It really shows the heart issue of the country right now when you have that many people out so passionately for abortion. It's like people are shocked to see the anti-Semitism across the country. Okay, the moral compass of this country is a freaking disgrace. It's on display all the time, and sometimes it comes out of the shadows, and I think that's what we're seeing in a lot of areas. David, real quick, what's the story about that dude with the gun outside the Capitol? Oh, yeah, that story kind of disappeared, didn't it? So there was a guy in a park across the street from the Capitol on the Senate side um, walking around with an AR, a 21-year-old guy named Amir uh, Levon Morell, and he's from Atlanta. And, of course, Hmm. because he's not a MAGA bro and, you know, looks kind of just like a disheveled young black guy uh, that apparently is not a big national story anymore <laughs> of course wild it's not. man these people are terrible this is the markley van camp and robin show okay biggest story today i know lot, one you know i know of course election results are a big deal it's a big story um but to me it's uh the secretary of homeland security testifying again today on capitol hill um, i agree with you 
not able to really say whether or not there's a threat to the homeland because of the uh, border crisis that has been going on for nearly three years now on his and Joe Biden's watch. Uh, And so he keeps talking about how we need solutions at the border. He was asked specifically, give me two or three things that you think would help. And his answer is astounding. Oh, I can't wait to get to that. So every once in a while at your own workplace. Hey, if you if you could wave a magic wand, what are the two, three things that you would get? And you could answer the question. What does Mayorkas say next? Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, uh, what would help at the border right now as far as security? Because the terror threat's gone up in the United States since October 7th, obviously. Yeah. Uh, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas was asked today, hey, give me like two or three things that you would like to see in order to secure the border more effectively, in order to combat potential threats we know that people on the terror watch list have come across some of them have been caught we don't know how many are still out there uh two or three things just top top of your head mr secretary what what would you like to see congress do this is what he was asked this morning good question senator i think the um the president uh on day one set forth a blueprint uh, that, well, uh, pick contains, three out of there that you think are the best, the most meaningful. Uh, Senator, I'm not, I'm, uh, I, I would um, be quite hesitant to rank which ones are the best. Uh, but I, Why? Do you know the gig? How long you been at this? What are you talking about? Think of any job that you've ever had. Name three things that would help you do your job better. It's easy, isn't it? Well, uh, no. I'm, I hesitate uh, to, to, to come up with with one thing. Uh, um. Uh, but I continue to adhere to the approach that we're, we're, when we're speaking of a system that has... And, uh, and the system is to let as many people in as possible. <laughs> and and, and we, we, don't, we don't really care where they're from. We, we uh, don't care about their intentions. Uh, we just want more people in. That has not been reformed since 1996. That we need to reform it from top to bottom. <laughs> yeah, six accessories posters from Alejandro Mayorkas just says, mm-hmm. um, uh, er. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Put it up on your wall. Well, it's like, I understand it can be a complex issue, right? And I understand that maybe you'd be loath to just try to highlight a couple of things, but... To your point, Jamie, you mentioned like in your workplace. If you say, if your boss says, give me two or three things that would make you more efficient, you, you know, most of us could say, well, I'd like to have a new computer or maybe we could, mm-hmm. uh, may, maybe we could change the way we fill out these particular spreadsheets or something like this. No, 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 no. Instead, what he is doing in this analogy is saying, we actually need to start selling cheeseburgers instead of making widgets. I mean, the guy's actually talking about tearing down 
and rebuilding something instead of just saying, what in the existing framework can we do to make you more successful? No, because he doesn't want to be successful. They don't want to close down the border. That's the whole thing. Well, it's got to be, it's, right? There is no other explanation well, to this yes. that makes any sense. Of course. No. Oh, and, and this goes back to 1996. It's a broken system. It's the same tired crap. It, dude. Yeah. I mean, seriously, right now more than ever, and I think people are believing this now, that there really is a threat inside the country that there's going to be a terrorist attack or attacks. And we got people limp on the gig that don't want to close up the border. It's criminal. I, I mean, all you can do is what? Come on here and rant and rave about it and talk to your congressperson. They're not getting anything done. Yeah, and but it where, just does he, where does he stand on abortion? Of course. That's the only thing, the only thing that really moves the meter. I mean, if all of a sudden, you know, if Trump said today, and he didn't say this, I'm just saying if he did, or somebody else, what I would do is I would send our armed forces down to the border and not let anyone in. How would our media treat that story? Oh, they'd freak out about it. Yeah, they would. Yeah. Okay. Any other country that's in the situation we're in, wouldn't they do that? Yes. Yeah. Of course they would. Well, yeah. Because they want to protect their people. I would say the problem would never have gotten to that point, but I understand what you're saying. But for us. Yeah, I know. And one of our biggest issues is we don't have an honest media. They would be up in arms. Well, what does that say to the world that they're not welcome? <sighs> no, you got to protect our people. And that's not just protecting white people. That's protecting all the citizens of the United States. Mm -hmm. Well, Talk to the people in Chicago who keep getting locked out of public meetings about what they're supposed to do with all the uh, oh, yeah. quote unquote asylum seekers. I mean, talk, That's right. talk to the, the people, and you know, you're not just talking, you're not talking about uh, MAGA bros out there. I mean, you're talking about people who are saying, hey, we don't have resources in our neighborhood to begin with, and you're spending what little we have to house people who aren't even here legally. Yes. That's crazy. Right, I know. It's time to move on. That time of the show. Going to go around the table. May not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. Today, David, what's your story? Oh, well, I, I, you'll never believe who showed up on ABC News today. And uh, I would say uh, on, on the show The View, it was Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Talking about Donald Trump and what a second Trump term could mean for America. Wouldn't you know that Hillary Clinton's against that? <laughs> I bet she is. Shocking. Uh, here is what she had to say about the horrifying prospect of a second Donald Trump term. I think it would be the end of our country as we know it. And I don't say that lightly. You know, I hated losing. And I especially hated losing to him because I had seen so many warning signals during yes. the campaign. Oh, but God. I immediately said, look, we have to give him a chance. We've got to support you know, the president we have. And I'm time out. It. Can you time yeah. that out for a second? Yeah. What a, what, when when did she ever that? say that? That's ever. That's the, there, there may have been a passing reference to that when she finally decided uh, to go out and uh, concede the election. But everything after that was he's an illegitimate president. He's not. I won. I, uh, I mean, everything else. 
Not not to mention the whole Russian collusion thing, which was started by her campaign. Yes. So that's just an absolute joke. Right. Okay, well, I can remember ahead. that one interview with her where she's sitting there, and she goes, well, you can run the best campaign in the world. You can win, but still not have the office. Yep. She said that. Of course. What a liar. No, she yeah. said you can have it stolen from you. Stolen. Stole, that's right. Stole, yes. Thank you, David. Stolen from you. Yeah. Insurrection. They stolen from us. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I tried really hard. And then literally from his inauguration on, it was nothing but, you know, accusing people of things, making up facts, de- denying the size of the crowd at his own inauguration. Oh, God. And I, everything that I Great worried economy, about, I saw no unfolding. And so I... I think that he'd be even worse now yeah because he was somewhat restrained believe it or not wow and in the first term (laughs) making nato pay their fair share yeah it was awful it was absolutely terrible oh my goodness that's something okay thank you for that david uh for what's your story today scott what you got well, um, I'm going to start with the new uh, Army recruitment commercial that's out there. Now, it's 30 seconds. Most of it is just visual, not audio. Or I'd play it for you, but yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Millie's gone now. He's retired. Yes. So everybody was saying, hey, take the wokeness with him. I can tell you they, he did based on this commercial. Now, recruitment numbers are way down. It's terrible. Uh, and, and something's got to be done about this. So it's a bunch of guys in a helicopter, white guys in a helicopter. What? More on that in a second. White guys in a helicopter, and they're jumping into a what looks like a war zone, right? Okay. Or a potential war zone, like teamwork, and this is what we do. You know, it's more like be the best you can be sort of ad. Oh, God. Shows them all working together. Old school, yeah. Now, we don't know for sure whether one of the guys jumping out of the plane is gay or not. We're not sure, but I'm sure if he was, he would have been identified. And they would have had like a rainbow parachute when they went down, but they didn't have any of that either. Uh, so the ad's out there, and already the blowback's coming. A bunch of white dudes in the ad. And I'm like, well, we're in wartime, so that's the ad's maybe generated towards the massive amount of people who may join. I don't know. No time for diversity during wartime, I guess, guys, huh? Wow, that's interesting. Well, yeah, the recruitment numbers, I mean, dangerously low. Way down. In all but the Marines. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? You know why? Because the Marines didn't go with the woke crap as far as marketing. They didn't. They're the only ones that didn't. Well, we don't have a fat they, them telling us how they're looking for some ways to help their polycat family. Of course. Yeah. Polycat. That's pretty funny. Okay, for what's your story today? I saw this. Man, it's sad. Uh, I saw it at Fox. It's just a little blurb. And I had missed this story last week. There was a woman in Utah. Um, her son's pit bulls were at her place. They attacked her. Oh, boy. And... You know, at first, the story was she had to have her leg amputated. It was terrible. And she died. Mm-hmm. That's the update to the story. Gosh dang. It just absolutely awful. And we've talked about this before. You know, it's it's one thing if it's like a dog gets loose and it could have been a violent dog. You don't know. And it attacks. It's always sad. When it's a family pet that turns on somebody... That gives a lot of people pause. Yeah. You know? And I've done this before because I'm curious. Because a lot of this stuff does it. It's not going to make national news oftentimes. And so I'm looking up, okay, has there been a lot of pit bull attacks recently? And I look and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then I see the story out of Spokane, and this happened within the last week. 
four-year-old boy died. Mm. And again, and it, it just came out from the medical examiner, um, sharp and blunt force trauma to the head. I mean, it's just terrible. And again, when it's a family pet, it's terrible. Um, then I see another story. Because if you've ever done this and just you Google pit bull attack, I mean, there'll be stories that come up from all over the place. You're like, holy smokes, man. Um, and again, this, was, this one was at a school in Omaha. And a dog bit three children on a school campus, sending them to the hospital. It happened at Holy Name School in Omaha this morning. According to the Humane Society, a boxer pit bull got away from their owner and was able to enter the school's playground. Oh, man. So there's like three kids oh, there. Gosh. They talked to one of the moms. Luckily, no one has died. My baby was attacked by a pit bull, not running down the street, not walking down the street, but at school on her playground. Yeah. Her mom says her injuries are minor compared to the others. Okay, which is awful. As we said before, because a lot of pit bull owners will say, it's the way the dog is raised. And what I've always said, I, got, I heard this from a friend of mine years ago, and it made sense to me, was, okay, and if that's true, then if your dog gets out and attacks unprovoked, then you should be held responsible as if you did it yourself. Oh, I think that about any animal. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because a lot of places, it doesn't, it doesn't go that way. But in looking this up, there was a story out of North Carolina. And here was the news report. First at 3 o'clock, two people have been arrested in connection to a dog attack that left one man dead. Okay. Arrested. Berkeley County deputies say 45-year-old Shannon McCracken is charged with involuntary manslaughter, and both she and 44-year-old Kenneth Swain are charged with two counts of dangerous animals unconfined. Involuntary manslaughter. Yeah. Well, yes. Deputies responded to Ayers Drive Tuesday afternoon after getting a call that a man was being mauled by two pit bulls. That man, who later was identified as 65-year-old David Eller, was pronounced dead at the scene. Just terrible, man. And so then Corrine Jean-Pierre was asked about it. No. Yeah, she said... Pit bulls? She said her biggest fear was pit bullophobia. Oh, right. <laughs> that would be coming. Against pit bulls. Well, that's yes, a real thing. Back, a backlash against the pit Being bulls. Being scared of pit bulls is yeah. a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Most are peaceful. That's okay. why I have cats. There's like... just a few that have been radicalized. you got to watch out. A house cat will never kill you. Well, they'll eat your dead body. Well, yeah, but you're already dead. They didn't do it. <laughs> All right. We got to get to a news update. Um, on Rashida Tlaib, actually, straight ahead. ABC Tonight. It's country music's biggest night. The CMA Awards, live. With performances by Luke Bryan, Lainey Wilson, Jelly Roll, and Kay Michelle. Old Dominion with Megan Maroney, Carly Pierce featuring Chris Stapleton, Tanya Tucker with Little Big Town, and more. The best in music! Luke Bryan and Peyton Manning host. The CMA Awards live. Tonight, 8, 7 central on ABC, and stream next day on Hulu. The government's been spending money like there's no tomorrow, and we're all paying the price. The cost of everything is still out of control. A lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck, and our dollars aren't going as far as they used to. And to keep up, a lot of people are being forced to put everyday expenses on a credit card. The longer that goes on 
And the higher that balance goes, the tougher it is to pay back. You have to take back control. And if you're a homeowner, American Financing can help. They're saving homeowners an average of $700 a month, even in this economy. A free 10-minute call to their salary-based mortgage consultants is all it takes to get started and see how much you can save. And if you start today, you can even delay two mortgage payments, stretching your savings further. Call today, 866-890-7811. That's 866-890-7811 or visit AmericanFinancing.net. That's 866-890-7811 or visit AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, NMLS What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, what's the story with the Republican who pushed for censuring Rashida Tlaib and closing up his office? Yeah, Georgia Congressman uh, Rich McCormick made the announcement on Twitter that his local district office would be closing up because of death threats and threats of violence against his office and his staff. He's the one who pushed for the censorship of uh, Rashida Tlaib over the whole river to the sea thing, you know, the the little bugaboo about, you know, wanting to kill Jews. Right. So death threats. Well, you know, man, it's one thing if you're going to work on your own, you, you know, kind of head on a swivel looking around. Yeah. When you got a team and you're fearing for the team, I kind of get that. Oh, sure. Yeah. I don't want to see that happen. At the same time, you don't want to you know, bow down to people no. making threats either. No. Well, you know, they were coming from uh, left-wingers, so you know that it, they were mostly peaceful threats of violence. Yes. <sighs> right. Yes. By the way, one thing I noticed as Tlaib was talking yesterday, um, her impassioned speech, she's melting down, and then Ilhan Omar gets up there, and Cori Bush, the whole crew. I'm seeing all of the supporters, the squad plus two, Right. I'm like, hey, where's AOC? Yeah. Where's she at right now? Oh, wait a second. She's in New York. <laughs> That's where she's from. I'm not really a lot with of Jewish them. people in New York. Yeah, Do you I'm think maybe really she's trying them. to distance herself a little no. bit? All right, all right, listen, all right, listen, listen, okay, listen. I'm not quite sure. I don't know. I'm not a mind reader. Yeah. But usually she's right there supporting with the squad. Well, she she tweeted out something saying it, it's not lost on anyone how many offensive, violent, and racist things people regularly hear members of Congress say, yet virtually the only one that gets censured for her political speech also happens to be the only Palestinian-American. Yeah, there we go. Yep. Does anybody else in Congress call for the death of... Of a whole group well, of people. Well, there there was a censorship over what uh, was it, Paul Gassar, because he put out that stupid cartoon. Oh where yeah. People were like riding on anime dragons and 
one of the dragons was AOC, and AOC got uh, dragon AOC got slain with a sword or something. Right. That was vermin. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Come on. Yes. This was an all-out attempted coup. Oh, that's one of my favorite clips of her talking about January sixth. You know, it's either that one or it's. It was so like you know. Right. I don't know. Maybe it is. All right. All right. Listen. All right. Listen. Listen. Okay. Listen. Mocking people. She was. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so we're looking for answers from the Department of Homeland Security on the terror threat we now face in the United States. Yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, there's been anywhere upwards of 8 or 9 million people who've come in either claiming asylum or known gotaways. I mean, there's a lot of people who have shown up in the last nearly three years. And, you know, the border is has been overrun. A lot of people, I mean, when when you even have, you know, city officials in El Paso, which is not a bastion of conservatism at all and, and fairly open-minded about border policy, uh, declaring multiple states of emergency throughout the last couple of years. Like, that's a problem. You have a serious issue right now going on. Uh, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas can't say how many people who've come across the border in the last couple of years uh, have been removed from the country. Doesn't have those numbers in front of him. Hmm. How many people have entered the uh country illegally across our southern border since the Biden administration took office? A uh, number. Uh, Senator, it's um, uh, over 6 million encounters at our southern border. And how many of those 6 million are still in the country? Uh, Senator, uh, I can get you that information. So do you know? Time out a second. This is, we've gone through this before. Right. Okay, so you're going into this hearing. Mm-hmm. You know what's going to be asked. You don't flip and care. No. Because you don't have the numbers. You have no intention of getting the numbers. You do the same thing every time. Yeah, I'll get back to you. You never do. Ron Johnson from Wisconsin has said that I don't know how many times. You said you were going to bring the numbers. You don't do it. What a waste of time. Senator, I don't want to. Miss- Would you provide us with a number of how no. many of those 6 million that crossed our border illegally are still in the country? I would be pleased to provide you with the, any data that you request. Senator. Of the two and, a- and if you don't, you're going to get tased. And we're going to keep tasing you until you get the freaking number. That's what's going to happen. We need to have you take this seriously. I don't know how else to do it. So, Jed, get the taser, okay? Two and a half million that crossed our southern border illegally last year, how many of them remain in the country? Again, Senator, I'd be very pleased to provide you with the data with respect to how many removals have been effected, how many uh, voluntary removals, how many forced removals. Um, no, right. How many um, uh, expulsions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many individuals? But you are came to the place? hearing today, and you don't have those no. numbers. You're that. You are the head of DHS, and you came to this hearing today without those numbers. That is correct. Yep, that's correct. And what are you going to do about yeah, it? Yeah, I mean that's his attitude. It's, Anybody it's, in this administration know anything? Yellen, Karine Jean-Pierre, this guy. What? Nobody knows anything. I, I think the difference, though, is that Mayorkas does know. 
but he's you think so? He's doing I, the Jerry I, yeah. Lundergaard thing. It's basically, oh. you know, somebody's asking for the information. Hey, hold on a second. My phone is breaking up. I can't quite hear you. Uh, well, Jerry, I'm telling you that those VIN numbers are a little smudged. I need to get those VIN numbers on those vehicles. I mean, that, that's really what it is. It's a stalling Referencing tactic. Fargo, of course. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. how many times have you been maybe in some sort of meeting in your business, just at work, where you know somebody is just kind of flying under the radar? Like they're doing the bare minimum to not get fired. Maybe there's a staff meeting and uh, the boss keeps asking, hey, what about, I don't know, the budget or how many units have you moved this month or whatever? Well, I'll get you those numbers, boss. I, I don't have those right in front of me, and I, I, don't want, I don't want you to, you know, get bad information. I'll get back to you. You know, and then a month later, same thing. Oh, I don't have that right in front of me. You know, you just kind of keep kicking the can down the road. Eventually, though, in the private sector, that crap gets sniffed out, and I was that say, person gets you know, removed. Your job, you're fired. You get fired for that. I think we were all in a different kind of job, though, a similar job where you had like bosses coming in from out of town, and there was going to be a report that was due, and you had to report on different things in your department. Can you imagine going into that? Uh, yes, I, I don't have that in front of me, uh, Mr. CEO. It's like, what the freak you mean you don't have it? Right. Well, What? Do you want this job? Right. Well, this isn't the way this works. I think we I've... need to get the taser on Mayorka. Something, man. Something that's this. Don't tase me, bro. <laughs> no, we're going to tase you. <laughs> yeah. the, the inaugural uh, cabinet taser guy. You know, it, it, you said his name was Jed. All right. Yeah, get Jed Jed's up got there. the taser. Now I want to hear that classic. I want to hear that guy go, oh, where was that at? Don't tase me, bro. Don't tase me. I can't do it. No. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's right, Mayorkas. Now have some freaking answers. Let's go. <laughs> yep. Okay. Meanwhile, uh, big election yesterday. Uh, yeah, across the country, America went and voted. Uh, Democrats will retain control of the Virginia State Senate, and they flipped the House of Delegates away from Republicans, and that's going to be uh, make for tough sledding for Governor Glenn Youngkin moving forward. Um, and, you know, the popular refrain you keep hearing is it comes down to one word, and that's abortion. Um, no, that's it. That's absolutely is, it. You know, you had a lot of people in wealthier uh white liberal enclaves showing up in great numbers uh, to try to punish Republicans for a perception that they were trying to kill a bunch of women or something like that. Youngkin, that wasn't even on the ballot. No. Well, no. Well, oh, no. The, which part wasn't on the ballot? As far as Virginia, exactly what was going to happen. They were saying, what, 15 weeks? Yeah, 15 weeks. But yeah. all you have to do for a lot of people who, you know, uh, the late Rush Limbaugh used to call low-information voters. All you have to do is pump out, wants to take away a woman's right to choose over and over and over again, and enough dopes believe it. And but decide, again, man, you, yeah. if you're Republicans, you already know this game. You already know that game. You got beat. Mm -hmm. You know, I, mean, I don't know how else to say it. And I mean, I'm not putting it on Yunkin. I have heard of some people put it on Yunkin. Yeah. I've heard it on Fox. We talked about oh, that this morning. A dismal failure for Yunkin. Do you look at it that way? No, no, I did not. Well, I've I looked at it. I've looked at it much the way David is explaining it. If you had candidate A over here 
that was a Democrat yeah. that kicked puppies and stole candy from children, but he was pro-choice. He wins. You got a messaging issue. I mean, 15 weeks, most people agree with that. That's got, most European countries. But if they don't know that's how you feel. Then you freaking fail. You, exactly. You've that's what got I'm to, saying. You've got to figure this out. You had a messaging problem. And I think the party is run by yahoos, and I, I do think it's that's time to put an end to that. Well, you also, okay, we don't know exactly what happened. We'll find out in the end. But you also wonder this. In Virginia, Yunkin has been a big story, you know, and and talks of him running for president because, boy, look what he did in Virginia, right? Right. You, you can get pretty relaxed in a hurry based on your successes and lose the hunger. And I wonder how many Republicans were just sitting on their heels thinking, oh, we're, yeah, we're yeah. going to get this. Because the expectation going in was they were going to have the Senate and the House there. Yeah. And they were going to be able to do everything they wanted, well, and, and they and, got it flipped. And midterms, the most passionate, Who knows? traditionally wins. Yeah. Because the rest the people just don't go out and vote in the po- numbers they do when it's a presidential election. It's all local at that point. Switching gears, this is a sad story. We don't have to spend much time on it. Every once in a while, you see something, and you may not see this. I'm like, man, this sh- should probably be shared. It was out of the Wall Street Journal. And it is another story about kids in mental health crisis and what's happening is they're like flooding into er's like yeah tons of er's are just overflowing with teens they tell the story eight on one day upstate university hospital in syracuse in one room staff tended to a 17 year old girl with chronic depression who had attempted suicide by overdosing on ibuprofen it was her fourth trip to the er for mental health reasons in two years There was nearby a 14-year-old girl who had started cutting herself after being bullied on social media. The youngest new patient was a 5-year-old boy with uh, many behavioral disorders. His mom had tried to get him into outpatient therapy. There was a long wait list. A physician assistant at a different emergency department had prescribed him five medications. Five for a 5-year-old. I'm not a doctor, but, man, that seems excessive. Well... The boy tried to stab his mom and wanted to kill himself. And you're like, okay, is this just one day in upstate New York? What does this look like? They talk about what it was like before COVID and what it's like now. And the influx. They they talk about, um, man, oh, man, the, the wait once you're in the ER to go somewhere else is very long. Um, They said in 2016, roughly 660 kids came to Upstate's pediatric emergency department with psychiatric issues. Last year, the department saw nearly 3,000, and it's going to be more this year. 660 to what? Well over 3,000? Yeah. And in Texas, the Children's Hospital, three emergency departments across the Houston area now typically treat four to 500 kids a month. For mental health issues compared to 40 or 50 in 2019. Man. Just an awful issue. And, and I mean, there's just a shortage of mental health professionals, especially for kids. Oh. So that it's just concerning. Yeah. I mean, you have you the... feel for parents because you don't know what to do. You're trying to do the best for your kid. And sometimes it's confusing of what is best to do. Yeah. I mean, you, you had a situation where even in Texas, you, you completely upended. Uh, kids' lives, 
you told them that they were at risk of dying or killing mm-hmm. your grandma for months if they got this virus. Not to mention the pressures of social media. You've got everything in a kid's life right now is designed to give them anxiety for things that probably don't really exist or won't really hurt them. And, you know, you think about how many kids have climate anxiety. Oh, yeah. The world is going to end in 10 years, or I think the updated thing is now six years. You know, they actually, there are kids who believe that because they've been inundated with that messaging online so much they believe that there are various types of genocide going on for you know for gender identity and whatnot they're just pounded with that message over and over again they are told things that are all designed to make them anxious and none of it is real no it's terrible what we've done kids as a society Mm -hmm. now Okay, I don't know how you turn that around or put a happy face on that, but a different story is out there. And this is a poem engineered to put you in a better mood. This was done by the shoe company Asics. They commissioned a poet named Charlie Cox to engineer this poem to put you in a better mood. Oh, no. And inspire you. Mm. Do you want to see if it works? It's going to break bad, but go ahead. Well, do Do you want to see it? Well, of course I do. All right, just roll it. the sleepy sludge, fighting off the thought of just for a day giving up, screaming, give me a break. Why can't waking up be enough? Breaking up with faking thoughts of everything is fine, thanks, because it's not. Being human is tough. I need time to show myself some love. I want to shake my body until it releases tiny voices that sing songs my head okay. can shake All off. right, I'm going to stop it. It's not working. I can tell it's no. not working. No. This sounds like something from the diary of a 16-year-old Nine Inch Nails fan. I mean, okay, let me try something different. We got the audio of Jocko Willink, former Navy yeah. SEAL. Let's see if this will do the trick. So, you don't feel like it today. I know you had a long night. You're a little tired. You don't feel like it. I get it. But if you don't feel like getting after it, I hope you feel like being weak. I hope you feel like not accomplishing anything because that's what's going to happen. So don't pay attention to your feelings. Pay attention to your discipline and go get some. Out. There you go. Sir, yes, sir. I'm doing push-ups in the break. Maybe if you had a British woman saying it, though, it wouldn't be quite as compelling. (laughs) (laughs) Get after it. No, that doesn't work. No. No, that doesn't work. We'll take, uh, we'll take Jocko. Thank you. Okay. What idiot governor is trying to attack MAGA? You'll love this straight ahead. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. ABC Tonight. It's country music's biggest night. The CMA Awards, live. 
Good performances by Luke Bryan, Lainey Wilson, Jelly Roll, and Kay Michelle. Old Dominion with Megan Maroney, Harley Pierce featuring Chris Stapleton, Tanya Tucker with Little Big Town, and more. The best in Luke Bryan and Peyton Manning host. The CMA Awards live. Tonight, 8, 7 central on ABC and stream next day on Hulu. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere, from dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke. An asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist, clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, what idiot governor is attacking MAGA Republicans? Oh, that would be J.B. Pritzker of Illinois. See, things are yeah. going so well in the state of Illinois right now um, that he's part of a team that is uh, going down to Miami for the third GOP presidential primary debate. And uh, he decided that he was going to speak at a press conference and uh, say, quote, the MAGA agenda isn't an agenda about freedom. It's about fear. It's so, you're so, you're such an idiot. Everyone in this Republican primary believes in this agenda. They might try to dress it up in different ways. It boots. <laughs> in high heels or a red tie. But it's all the same. Yeah, let's, let's look at your record versus DeSantis, you jackass. You tell me. <laughs> God, I loathe this guy. I re- I really do. So well, yeah. hacky, such a pig. I don't I don't know that JB Pritzker really needs to be, you know, waddling into the arena when it comes to making fun of somebody's appearance. He doesn't. No. Just saying Captain Moobs over there yeah. might need to might need to chill just a little bit. It's something, man. What it's garbage? Like, he's just garbage. He's a, he's, he's garbage. This city's a disaster. The state's a disaster. Yes. This clown is going to Miami. If you want a clue of how smug this guy is, this is a classic to Uh. me. This was like the height of COVID. All right. People are trying to figure out, are you closed down or whatever? Well, if the infection rate is nothing, why are you closed? And people throughout the state are like, hey, why don't you open places that don't have any infection rates? Right. Listen to the smug laugh to the reporter. This is something. Reopen parts of downstate Illinois that aren't seeing infection rates like the urban areas. Why has the state not done that? <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I'm not sure how to answer that, except that this virus knows no boundaries. Yeah, okay, thanks. You, you need to lose based on that. <laughs> that yeah. disqualifies you. I'm going to switch gears. You're really getting amped I, up. The guy is, I, I mean, I can just see him sweat just pouring out of him, too. Like soaking through his shirt. He is People Magazine's sexiest man alive. Yeah, yeah. His, his love handles know no boundaries. <laughs> sexiest man alive. 
No, that's actually Patrick Dempsey. Uh, yeah. The Grey's Anatomy dude. McDreamy. Mm. Oh. Yeah. He's 57 years old. Yeah, good for him. Well, it's the age of the Golden Bachelor, you know. I was thinking something else. Uh, is People Magazine even relevant anymore? No. And if it is, who is it relevant to? Is any magazine relevant anymore? I'm guessing it's ladies in an older demographic. Maybe that explains it. Not sure. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story today is what? Uh, biggest story today, a couple. I mean, uh, obviously the results of the elections that were held all over the country last night, um, but also the Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas testifying on Capitol Hill today, uh, saying, "Yeah, I don't, I don't really have the numbers in terms of how many people have been uh, taken out of the country who came here illegally." Uh, forgot to bring that spreadsheet with me. Sorry. What does he think his job is? Oh, it's, that's what you wonder. It's to run cover for the communists in the Biden administration. Yes, but it's like you understand what the Department of Homeland Security is. No, not so much. So we will get to that. And Hamas tells the truth if people would just listen. Also coming up. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you very much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the Millennial David Van Camp, the Sexy Boomer in Blue. Scott Rob. Yep. Okay. So election yesterday. Yeah. Really disappointment all the way around for the Republicans. Uh, yeah, I think so. And there's a lot of reasons for that. I think they're, you know, anybody saying it's just one thing, I don't think it's being totally honest. I mean, they're obviously. Uh, big factors in the state of Virginia, where the House of Delegates was flipped back to the Democrats. I think you can make the argument that certainly abortion was top of mind in the state of Kentucky. Uh, Democrat Governor Andy Bashir won re-election. Um, and a, a big part of that was abortion as well. Uh, he was running against the state attorney general, uh, Daniel Cameron, in this case. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting because... Was it like yesterday or the day before Donald Trump uh, put out a statement saying, yeah, he's he's going to win. I worked really hard to endorse him and get him to on a path to victory. And then today said, well, the stench of McConnell, of Mitch McConnell, the senior senator from uh, Kentucky, um, the stench of McConnell was something that Daniel Cameron couldn't overcome. And I think a lot of people are pointing out and not and and. Rightly so, um, even though polling wouldn't suggest that Mitch McConnell is all that popular, he did win very easily last time around. And this guy, he was one of McConnell's guys. He worked under yeah. McConnell. Yes. He does kind of smell like old man, though. McConnell? Yeah. Well, it's well, hard to know. I mean, listen, man. It's like for better or worse. I mean, you know, if, Velva, if, sort of. if Trump is going to endorse somebody and yeah. that someone loses, Trump is not going to take responsibility. Oh, for no, that. not at all. No. That that does not happen. I mean, is James, it, oh, not, dude, you know, that's true. That's yeah, true. You well, could be right. It might be the stank of Mitch. I don't know. I, I don't I don't think it was that. I mean, because you had other Republican victories in the Commonwealth of Kentucky and whatnot. So I. I don't know if it was all Trump or all abortion. I do also think. With well, if Dan you're on the left, I can tell you what it was. What's that? 
not ready for a black man to be well, governor of Kentucky. Right. I mean, obviously, uh, Kentucky Democrats are very racist because they were afraid of a strong black man. The other thing that I think a lot of people forget on the national level, but certainly not on the state level, it was inescapable, um, is Daniel Cameron, the way the left was campaigning against him, you would think he's the guy who went in and killed Breonna Taylor. You would. Because uh, he was ultimately the guy who, who uh, did not pursue murder charges against the police officers involved in that raid. That when you look at the dead. facts of the case, he shouldn't have. No, he shouldn't have. No. Um, but they, but the activist class oh, yeah. really did a good job of painting him out as a guy who was personally responsible for her death when he had nothing to do with it. No. That was pretty vicious. Well, and if <laughs> they trot it out, too, because this is a black man with conservative values. Skin folk ain't kin folk was yeah. the cry from the left. Unbelievable. Okay. Um, Rashida Tlaib censored. Yeah. Censured. And, yes. boy, there was some melting down going on yesterday. Uh, there was. Uh, and this all had to do with her, you know, calling for the destruction of Israel with from the river to the sea, all of that. Uh, 22 Democrats joined Republicans, or most Republicans, in uh, in voting to censure her. Uh, some Democrats, I mean, absolutely melting down. Here's Representative Cory Bush. And <laughs> I listen, I know she's barely literate on a good day. Yeah. This is incredible. Okay, we'll try to make sense of this. Roll it. Yeah, let me tell you, it's not surprising because this place is where 1,700 members of Congress, this elected body, enslaved black people. It's not surprising because they thought it was right. It's not surprising because this is a place where members continue to claim that the insurrection on the Capitol disappeared to look like a normal tourist visit. It's not surprising because this is the place where our black and brown staff members repeatedly speak of experiencing racism and sexism, Islamophobia, get pushed off of elevators. What? Pushed off of elevators? What is she yeah, talking I about? I, I don't know. What does that mean? She's just ranting, getting who's, emotional? Who's getting... Where, where are all the black people on Capitol Hill getting shoved off of elevators? Elevators. I'm I don't know. I haven't heard that one. Well, I think that'd be big news if that was yeah, going on. Yeah, I think on. so. Mitch McConnell pushing them off elevators? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not able in my current state, but I wish I could. <laughs> and more right here in this workplace. This is the place. And let me what? say this. She mourns for the 1,400 the, the Israelis. She mourns for the 10,000. And she will not stop. No more. Time no more lies. Yeah. She's fired now. And she takes the, the death threats that you all send. That, that the gentlelady is no longer season. recognized. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. I got PTSD now. Man, oh, man. I'm just trying to figure out when she decided that there at one point was 1,700 members of Congress. You know, Man, that's, that's, that's interesting you said that because that went, that went right by me and one of those came out okay. and I went back and got it. I'm like, yeah. where did that number come from? Is, is this some sort of addition trick? I, I don't know. <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know. I, I don't know, man. She just sort of just rants. Yeah, I mean, but it was like, again... It, Everything is coming at you 100 miles an hour, what she's saying. That's nonsense. And I, of course it is. You but know, it, here's the thing. And all all of this is about, and Tlaib herself, you know, weeping, and Elhan Omar had to come up and console her, and oh, she's gosh. talking about the Palestinian people. Okay, there are a lot of people that feel terrible for the Palestinian people. What is Israel supposed to do? That's the question you keep coming back to.
By the way, you know who really doesn't care about the Palestinian people? Hamas. Just ask them. They will tell you. They told the failing New York Times. It's a whole long piece. Um, Just for some of the highlights of it. As the piece reads, thousands have been killed in Gaza since October 7th. Entire families wiped out. Israeli airstrikes have reduced Palestinian neighborhoods to expanses of rubble, while doctors treat screaming children in darkened hospitals with no anesthesia. It's painting the picture. And it's awful. Terrible. Across the Middle East, fear has spread over the possible outbreak of a broader regional war. Then it gets to this part. But in the bloody arithmetic of Hamas's leaders, the carnage is not the regrettable outcome of a big miscalculation. Quite the opposite, they say. It is the necessary cost of a great accomplishment. The shattering of the status quo and the opening of a new, more volatile chapter in their fight against Israel. Of course, that's what it's about. That's what they'll tell anybody. As far as them governing the Palestinian people, they were never interested This was a military force. That's what it was designed for. And so, as it lays out, Khalil al-Haya, a member of Hamas's top leadership, told the failing New York Times, in Qatar, by the way, where it's comfortable for Mm -hmm. the leaders of Hamas, because they live a nice life there in luxury, said it was necessary to change the entire equation and not just have a clash. says, we succeeded in putting the Palestinian issue back on the table. And now no one in the region is experiencing calm. That's what they wanted. It's not like they're looking for a two-state solution. Um, Tahir El Nunya, a Hamas media advisor, told the failing New York Times, I hope that the state of war with Israel will become permanent on all the borders and that the Arab world will stand with us. They go on to say part of this was because this attack was much more, in their words, successful than they had anticipated. The the assault was so devastating, it served as one of their main objectives. It broke this long-standing tension within Hamas about the group's identity and purpose. And it was answered, and they doubled down on military confrontation. They're like, okay, we know what our purpose is, and it's not a two-state solution. What they want more than anything is someone else to rule that entire area. And it's not necessarily Palestinians. They don't really care as far as Hamas. They just want to wipe Israel off the map. So by doing this, they are hoping that Hezbollah, Iran, everybody comes together to attack Israel. That's the whole hope. And so you wonder how many people out protesting in the United States actually understand that's what Hamas is all about. None. Well, and they're following in their foots in the footsteps of uh, their forefathers, the people who, I mean, pretty much from the beginning, uh, were all about creating and sowing chaos throughout the Middle East. I mean, there's a reason why a lot of people who called themselves Palestinians got kicked out of Kuwait, then got kicked out of Jordan. Because of, look up Black September 1971. Um, there's a reason why the rest of the Arab world really wants nothing to do with them. Because every time they've let Palestinians live and thrive in their countries, bad things happen. And that's, that's true. That's not on the three-year-old in a hospital. No. Nope. That's not on that kid at nope. all.
Uh, but it is absolutely on the leadership and the adult to enable the leadership of whoever it is this decade who's leading the Palestinians. Yes. Well, if you just look at polling through the years, there are different, you know, factions of the Muslim religion. One thing where there is sort of a coming together is hatred of the Jews. That is shared. Mm -hmm. I mean, you go back polling 20 years, you can see that. And that's, it seems like that's what Hamas's whole effort was on October 7th. It was just like the beginning of what they really want is to wipe Israel off the map. Okay. It's heavy stuff, man. And it's hard to move off of the heavy stuff to something light, but we'll do it. That's what we do. Mention this. David feels old mm -hmm. because Elf is 20 years old. Mm -hmm. The movie. Yeah. The Christmas movies have already started on some networks. You're going to see it more and more. Music is in different stores now. And Elf will be played again. Um, there was something I didn't know about a sequel. And I don't know if you've ever heard this. Will Ferrell turned down the sequel because he didn't want people thinking that it was just a money grab. And he was afraid it would suck. Mm. Do you know how much he was offered to make a second Elf movie? Mm. $100 million. $29 million. Mm. All the other, all of his other co-stars are like, dude, come on, man, take the money. Yeah, no kidding. I need work. I mean, I understand why Robert Plant didn't want to go back out and do Zeppelin because you're singing, you know, the Lemon song at age yeah. 70 or whatever. But for $29 million, you can't put on the buddy suit again? <laughs> really? And Jim Carrey's going dumb and dumber 16. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something else. Did you know that was originally written for Jim Carrey? Elf? I could see Jim Carrey playing the role. Yeah, absolutely. That's the truth. Yeah. The script was written in 1993 with Jim Carrey in mind, but he dropped out because it took like 10 years to get made. Wow. It's interesting you say that because that's who it was written yeah. for. Anyway. Okay. Punch to get to. Um, how many people in America, not just Republicans, just in America, think it would be good if Joe Biden were reelected? I think this is going to surprise you. Straight ahead. triggers are everywhere from dust mites pet dander and pollen to smog and smoke an asthma attack can strike anywhere anytime be prepared with quick acting primatine mist clinically proven to open airways quickly it's the number one fda approved asthma inhaler available over the counter primatine mist breathe easy again use as directed the holiday season is all about family, and it's a good time to remind ourselves of how important our responsibility is to protect the ones we love. That includes planning to secure their future. Life insurance is an easy way to give your family peace of mind. It provides a safety net, so if something were to happen to you, your family can cover expenses while getting back on their feet. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. 
Policy Genius has licensed award-winning agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. They work for you, not the insurance companies. That means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Your family deserves peace of mind. A life insurance policy through Policy Genius can give it to them. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much money you could save. That's policygenius.com. That's policygenius.com. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, update on polling with the president. David. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of wild. Uh, Sienna polling uh, did this. Only 7% of people think it would be good if Joe Biden were reelected. Seven? Seven. That's it? Among registered voters. The this question- is the United States of America, for God's sake. <laughs> The question was, if Joe Biden won the election, do you think it would be a good thing for America or bad for America, or would it really not make much of a difference either way? Uh, very good, 3%. Somewhat good, 4%. Somewhat bad, 18%. Very bad, 26%. 43% said, uh, who cares? Wow. You having a good time, Joe? Thing is, if he is actually standing for re-election, he could win. Hey, good. There are a lot of people that absolutely hate Trump, but I mean, as far as the swing states, we saw the polling. So five out of six, Trump is leading by quite a bit. Yeah, but how many we've times? Got, we've got the Trump ad in like seven sound bites here. That's all he has to do. Oh, it just him just not running, being together. Running, no, run those. The True clips. international average of pressure. Oh, run that with the United States of America. Run that with yeah. Yeah. And do a K-Tel music ad for That's it. not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking about. It's the best of Joe Biden, <laughs> including hits true to Nash Double Pressure. You know what? I can get to this a little bit later, but just real quick. Apparently, the Wall Street money that backs Democrats, they're freaking panicking right now. Telling the Democratic operatives, you got to get somebody else. We can't do this. This dude's going to lose. And they cannot stand Trump. That's not all at Wall Street, but the Democratic brokers, the big power brokers. They're saying you've got to make a move. This is a five-alarm fire we got right now after this poll. They're freaking out. And they also know Kamala's a non-starter. That's not the answer. No. So. Well, they also know they're in big trouble if it's not her. Uh, well, who, who's going to pitch a fit? Well, Just a, some people in the media? Racists. It'd be white people in the media. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. It's not black voters. You know that. Oh, no, I know that. No. Man, oh, man. Yeah, good times. Good times ahead. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. And then, uh, David, you're saying you're thinking uh, old Mayor Pete. He's thinking he's going to run. No, I I think a lot of these guys are are getting ready to line up. Uh, Pete Buttigieg is in Ukraine today meeting with uh, Vladimir Zelensky. 
Talking about transportation, Scott. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and the thing is about, I don't know if you'd notice this, and, and usually I'm, I'm really not going to point this out other than in the context of a potential political run. He'd been mm-hmm. getting a little bit of a, a slight, like, middle-aged guy double chin for a yeah. little while, looking a little bit haggard. He has been hitting the gym and a tanning bed in the last few months. It Trying was, to improve the look. It was really noticeable a couple of months ago, and I think I brought it up then. Like, man, that guy looks tan during, <laughs> during one of the Sunday morning Talking Heads shows. And it's like, you know what, man? That guy probably is thinking he's, you know, wondering if, if the rumors are true that Joe Biden isn't really going to be standing for re-election and he wants to throw his hat in the ring. I mean, he's the only person less likable than Kamala Harris, according to Democrat voters. But That's um, true. But he thinks that he's got a shot. Wow. Real quick, did anybody hear the story about that woman in Florida that got bit in the face by a nine-foot gator while snorkeling? What? Oh, my gosh. She's lucky to be alive. You were talking to the news about it? It's crazy, man. It is wild. I ripped the mask off, and I turned, and I saw it's like two little eyes like sticking out of the water. I just heard a rush of water. Turned around to make sure like she was okay. Oh, dude. <laughs> Brutal. This is the Barkley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We have a news update, David Van Camp. Oh, yeah, now that the dust has settled on the off-year elections and everybody's getting uh, ready to focus on 2024 in earnest, who else uh, uh, comes out of the woodwork than Hillary Clinton showing up on ABC today on The View? Oh, buddy. And you know we're... Well, you know, she's... You... No. You made this mention that you think she could just parachute in for Joe I, at some point. I just love solving problems. I keep thinking everybody's talking about all these rising stars in the Democrat Party. They don't really have any on the national level, though. No. That's the thing. I mean, like Pete Buttigieg, please. Kamala Harris, I mean, not really. Uh, she didn't even they make it. They tried this before. Yeah, she didn't make it out of twenty or uh, 2019. Um, Gavin Newsom, I think a lot, most people... In the no kind of recognize he would not stand up very well under the spotlight. Um, Gretchen Whitmer, maybe. But yeah. Hillary Clinton still. But no one's ever seen Gretchen Whitmer really off script. Right. And, but Hillary Clinton, man, if you're if you're talking about a Trump grudge match. Maybe this is the uh, the, the thrilling uh, end of a trilogy here with Trump. I don't know, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she showed up and, well, she was talking about how horrified she is at the prospect of Trump getting another term in office. This is on The View? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, dear goodness. The wreckage is almost unimaginable. You know, when I was Secretary of State, I used to talk about one and done. And what I meant by that is that people would get legitimately elected. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they would try to do away with elections and do away with opposition and do away with a free press. And you could see it in countries where, well, Hitler was duly elected, right? <laughs> Here we go. 
<laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be Hillary without getting at least one Hitler mention in there. <laughs> right. Would it? That's her go-to. The wreckage, she says. Oh, it's again. Okay, David, from the left point of view, I mean this sincerely. What wreckage was there with Trump with his first term? That's a really good question. What they land on is January 6th, I think, yeah. generally, or the pandemic. And it's like, well, I mean, I don't know. The any left other... wanted to lock it down longer. Right. I, I'm, again, the left I'm... wasn't going to get any Trump vaccine. And then it was, if you don't get vaccinated, you should stay home. Yeah. You should be in jail. Well, they're like, he's talking about locking up political opponents. Joe Biden is trying to lock up a political <laughs> opponent. Yes, he is. Literally right now. It's true. Wow. Okay. So dumb. Meanwhile, the anti-Semitism in the United States, uh, you just said it again off air, Scott. It, it's true. It's stunning to me because I didn't, you know, generally speaking, you feel what's going on out there. I mean, you get, you get a sense that things are not right and that there's, there's something yeah. out there that's kind of undercover. I never saw this one coming. I'll be honest. No, I think even people that would have said that there is a level of anti-Semitism in the country oh, have been well, surprised at how brazen it is. Yeah, I mean, I knew there was, certainly, but I, I never, ever suspected this. Honestly, it's almost as if we just have completely forgotten what started this thing and how this got rolling to begin with and how many... Israelis were killed, were pulled out of it's their crazy. homes, raped, beheaded, killed. How just savage. I don't yeah, and it's like that doesn't matter anymore. No, it's I like, mean it's no, from the now, river to the sea, and that's the now chance. it's only like look at they're killing all these innocent civilians and uh, again, no one wants to see that. But some people do actually, because they want the Jews gone. I mean, I don't yeah. know how else you take but it when, when you chant from the river to the sea. Do you understand what's happening? Hamas is killing People in Palestine, using them as home and human shields. Don't seem to care. Underneath hospitals. I mean, good Lord, man. I know. Well, and then you it's had just like Rashida that's not Tlaib. happening. That's not what's happening at all. Rashida Tlaib, censured. And she had most of the squad there, not AOC. Yeah. They were also throwing a fit. Oh, yeah. Uh, here's Representative Ilhan Omar. Oh, boy. Here we go. What is true here is that every single one of them has not acknowledged the fact that Palestinians are dying in the tens of thousands. Who has not acknowledged that? Right. Everyone keeps saying that. that. Everyone does. Yeah, of course. It's terrible. It's yes. awful. But we'll continue to say it is us who are not acknowledging humanity. Rashida will stand strong. The ladies, time has expired. The movement will continue for liberation until every single time has expired. Has the right Ge to gentleman live from Maryland is You ever live in an apartment that had really thin walls? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it sounded like next door, but you couldn't really pick up exactly yeah. what was going on. <laughs> but, but you knew the dude was in big trouble. <laughs> Oh, man. By the way, I I want to give hats off to Scott for a second because I think your suggestion somehow did reach the pro-Palestinian people that were out protesting. Yeah. Because they were chanting a couple of days ago, genocide Joe, yeah. talking about Joe Biden. Yeah. And we noticed it didn't have much rhythm or a cadence. And no, you said you got to do better. Yeah. Uh, and I think they upped their game yesterday. Did they? 
Yeah, because I think you even said they, it should be has got to go it's or something go. like that. Of course, it's just a natural. And I think the, they did that. No, I guess not. You're still doing genocide jokes. No, man, I heard it. I heard it. I don't. What happened to that clip? Where was the crowd? Genocide. I thought they actually upped their well, game a little bit. Genocide. Don't we have that? I think we do. Oh, yeah. It also oh. went to Eric Adams, wow. mayor of New York City. You can't hide. No. no. You know why? Eric Adams, you can't hide. Eric Adams, you can't hide. You support a genocide. You support a genocide. Oh. Eric Adams, you can't hide. Yeah. Not nice. enough syllables in the second line. There. Uh, are you saying he doesn't make it work there? Eric Adams, you can't hide. You support a genocide. You support a genocide having to draw out support there you could easily yeah, you just say you're supporting genocide you do. and it would work better well as we've said many times we're here to help not to hurt and from your musical prowess as a songwriter david you're lending yes. to the pro-palestinian exactly. cause so you don't look more like idiots right. out there you know you got you can't you can't just like extend vowel sounds to to try to fit your time signature you got to make it actually fit and in okay. this case yeah, it's a, it's a very simple rewrite that I'm suggesting here. Okay, there you go. These people, man, something. Well, the Eric Adams has been that's a new song in the canon. <laughs> I hadn't heard that one earlier. It's off the new album, the yeah. right? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, I got to share this with you. Saw this the Wall Street Journal Journal because before, you know, October seventh for a lot of people, uh, biggest thing we had to fear was climate change. Oh my goodness. And, you know, everybody's got to do their part. The world's coming together, right? Yeah. And many times people brought up, hey, what about India? China, who's going to listen to this stuff as far as, you know, carbon reduction? We've done it, the United States. What about these other countries? Yeah. Well, you got to be a leader. Oh, please. We're making ourselves poor. So you see the story. Uh, nations keep upping fossil fuel production despite climate pledge. What? Wow, it's it's almost like that pledge that really meant nothing actually means nothing. But what about the Paris Accord? Uh, nobody cares. Uh, says the top 20 energy-producing nations intend by 2030 to extract double the amount of fossil fuels that would be consistent with the threshold needing to keep warming in check. Mm. Hmm. The contradiction between climate promises and energy production is nowhere more evident than the United Arab Emirates, which is set to host the annual climate summit known as COP28, opening November 30th. <laughs> really? They're not doing their part? Yeah, no. Heck you say. It, it, it's almost like all of this stuff is actually about generating vast amounts of wealth right. for people with investments in the right industries. You know, back in July, the United Arab Emirates officials said the country by 2030 would cut greenhouse gas emissions by 19% compared with 2019. But now the state-owned Abu Dhabi National Oil Company plans to boost oil production capacity to 5 million barrels a day by 2027 from the current 4 million a day. Hey! 
Yeah. They're not doing what they said. Yeah, but but you just need to keep your thermostat high in the summer and your heater low in the winter, or else, you know, you're killing the planet or something. Dude, is this a surprise to anyone with common sense? No. Of course not. So it goes on in the piece to talk about this study analyzed 20 nations that produce 80% of the world's energy. In 2015, world leaders met in Paris and pledged to slow coal oil and gas production to keep the climate from warming more than one and a half degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels. Even positive efforts by some nations will be canceled out by the actions of others. Like you, United Arab Emirates. That's right. Mm -hmm. What happened? Yeah, by 2030, the United States expects to cut coal production by 43%. But new coal production in Russia, that's going to wipe it out. And what about China? Yeah, I mean, basically, you read through this, and you're like, yeah, they go there, they give lip service. What does it mean? Like, if you don't do what you said you were going to do with cutting greenhouse, mm -hmm. was there going to be a war? No. So, in the end, what does it mean? Not a whole lot. By the way, Trump said so. And took us out of the Paris Climate Accord. Do you remember the meltdown from the media oh, yeah. on that one? He's just destroyed the planet. By the way, why, did, why doesn't Greta ever try to get herself arrested in the UAE? That's a great question. That's there, where she should go. We should do the that? GoFundMe. You know, she does her little protests either in America yes. or in Sweden or Denmark or uh, Germany, wherever. Wherever she knows that she's going to be, like, briefly detained and then let go after a photo op, she never yeah. actually gets skin in the game, ever. So go. To the United Arab Emirates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull yeah. that shenanigans there. Go yeah, ahead. Do it. They start to arrest her. Can you imagine that? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. There, you still will hear hear some celebrities too when you're talking about the climate. Well, I don't want to have kids because I don't want to add another carbon footprint <laughs> that drives you crazy, Scott. Right, it does. I saw this whole list of celebrities that that do not want kids. Like just against it. That's fine. It's your choice. I'm thankful for this, by the way. Good. Yes. Like Miley Cyrus, we're getting handed a piece of crap planet, and I refuse to hand that down to my child. Good. Good. Okay. You're, that, you should get an award for that. Yeah. Oprah, not doing it so much for the planet yeah, back say. in the day or anything else. It was just, if I had kids, my kids would hate me because something in my life would have to suffer, and it would probably be them. Because it'd have to be about me. Well, mm -hmm. of course. You're what Oprah. I want, you know out of that I'm glad that ship sailed then good yeah stevie nicks good she never wanted to go to pta meetings scott well good <laughs> <laughs> yeah cocaine anonymous was <laughs> okay was that a rumor was it true she had to have nose surgery no that was true okay the membranes in her nose were gone yeah from all the coke yeah yeah that's pretty wild yeah all right we got to get to another news update. Oh, remember special counsel David Weiss on Hunter Biden? I was not blocked from pursuing charges. We'll get to that coming up. ABC Tonight. It's country music's biggest night. The CMA Awards, live. With performances by Luke Bryan, Laney Wilson, Jelly Roll, and Kay Michelle. Old Dominion with Megan Maroney, Carly Pierce featuring Chris Stapleton, Tanya Tucker with Little Big Town, and more. The best in country music! Woo! 
Luke Bryan and Peyton Manning host the CMA Awards live. Tonight, 8, 7 central on ABC and stream next day on Hulu. Do you hear that? Asthma triggers are everywhere. From dust mites, pet dander, and pollen, to smog and smoke, an asthma attack can strike anywhere, anytime. Be prepared with quick-acting primatine mist. Clinically proven to open airways quickly. It's the number one FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. Primatine mist. Breathe easy again. Use as directed. Honey, come here, quick. What is it? Shh, check it out. All these highly rated wines are under $20. Total Wine must have made a mistake. <laughs> nope, they always have the lowest prices. Oh, remember that amazing rosé your sister brought over last week? See, it's right here. Whoa, that's a low price. I mean, whoa, that's a low price. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, B21. Our generation didn't wear bike helmets. We drank from the hose, rode in cars without seat belts, did things that are unthinkable today. But we're not invincible. These days we have doctor's appointments, multiple medications, and chronic conditions to manage. Fortunately, there's Teladoc Health. Teladoc Health brings together all of your health care into one program, including everything from primary care to chronic care management. Learn more at TeladocHealth.com. That's T-E-L-A-D-O-C Health.com. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. True international pressure. Joe Biden. Yeah, the polling is not good uh, for Joe Biden. You probably heard a latest poll from the failing New York Times. Trump leads him in five out of the six battleground states by a sizable margin. Yikes. Okay. Uh, Charlie Gasparino. He's a Fox contributor. Shows up a lot. He's got connections on Wall Street. Smart guy. He's on Fox. He's explaining uh, what his sources are saying and telling the Democratic operatives in the White House. Yeah, and, and you know, these are executives that uh, on Wall Street, you know, full disclosure, those are my sources, uh, who basically have an open ear, have, have the White House's ear. They have the, the ear of the Democratic, the top people in the Democratic uh, National Committee. I mean, these are very powerful people, and quite frankly, they are in freakout mode from what I understand. They are really worried that Joe Biden will not be able to beat Donald Trump, and, you know, Donald Trump to them is the second coming of Satan, if if, if if you ask them, this is the last thing they want. Yeah, there's some sort of fear there. Um, but then what if Joe is the nominee? Are they not going to give money? Now, if Joe Biden is the nominee, obviously you'll see them support him. I mean, I, I don't know how much money they'll throw at him, but they will, there will be support from, from these same donors. But they are making it very clear to the Democratic Party leadership, to their sources in the White House, that they don't think Joe Biden has the mental fitness, and it's mostly the mental fitness. They just don't think he's up to the job of beating Trump. Hmm. I don't know where they get that. I didn't think she, she was going to be here. Oh, where's Jackie? Oh, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he forgets dead people, and yeah. he forgets where he is, and yeah, th mm. that's obviously a problem. Well, then, okay, Charlie, what about uh, Kamala Harris? You know, she's the next one, right? What, what about those people in Wall, at Wall Street? Anyway. Yeah, I mean, she's not the answer, obviously, and, and they all know that. <laughs> yeah. 
Then who, then who? I mean, the names that come up, Gretchen Whitmer, you know, Gavin Newsom, anybody they think, believe, you know, anybody of that stature could probably beat Trump, they believe. That's what they believe. So there you go. I find that very interesting. Meanwhile, uh, special counsel David Weiss. Yeah. David, update here. Uh, sat down for a transcribed closed-door interview with the House Judiciary Committee um, saying that he was never blocked from pursuing any charges against uh, Hunter Biden, the son of the president, uh, who had some problems with not paying taxes, with hookers, with drugs, potentially some deep-seated corruption. Uh, now, there are frontline investigators who say we were blocked from doing AVNC. David we heard Weiss, from him, yeah. Yeah, David Weiss apparently is saying, no, 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 I had, I had a whole run of the roost, even though, you know, I had to ask permission to do certain things. Hmm, weird. But, you know, it's going to be out of Weiss's hands. you got to believe if the big money people say Joe's got to go, all of a sudden the heat's going to get turned up on yeah. Hunter. And we're going to find out more about how Joe benefited financially from that whole thing. I mean, we basically already know it. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay. If there's one big story today, David, what would you pick? Well, I, I'd pick now something that is breaking kind of um, related to what we were just talking about is that uh, the Oversight Committee has now issued subpoenas for Hunter Biden, James Biden, the brother of the president, and Rob Walker, longtime business associate and friend of the family, uh, to try to come and talk to them about uh, what was going on. Oh. You having a good time, Joe? <laughs> it's coming down, man. Mm -hmm. Don't you get the feeling they oh. want him out? Here we go. Yeah. Okay. The gang up begins. Get an update on that. And you got your big three of the day, Mr. Robbins. Yeah. This guy Robbins trifecta. Straight ahead. Right here. show jamie markley david van camp scott robbins all right we'll get to the robbins trifecta in just a couple news update david van camp uh well house oversight committee has announced that they have signed subpoenas for uh hunter biden james biden and rob walker that is the son the brother of the president and rob walker longtime business associate of the biden <laughs> oh. family to try to get to the bottom of why all that money was going from one place to another. I mean, I mean, you have... You got these shell companies, 19 yeah, of them? Yeah, like a $200,000 check also going personally to Joe Biden repaying a loan. What yes. loan exactly was that for? What are, what are we really talking about here? So they're going to fight see it. It's like the spouse's account to the daughter's account. Yeah. And all this. And then you see the whole sum and what ends up then is 10 percent which would be to the big guy yeah it's all right there so as far as the bank records go they're gonna fight it and they may actually win uh, uh they i i mean hunter biden james biden and, and rob walker mainly because uh this was what we talked about when uh, david weiss was named as a special counsel mm-hmm 
if they can say, hey, we're still working with the special counsel right now, and that may interfere, the special counsel status actually silos off the key players involved in a lot of the financial investigations being done. So I, I think that you know there's a really good chance that none of those three wind up going in front of the House Oversight Committee or any other committee on Capitol Hill. We shall see. Very interesting. And we have another update. Corrine Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, was taking questions today. Yeah, well, she was asked about this as the news was breaking. Okay. Hearing from you, uh, certainly I would refer you to any uh, of the, the personal representatives on, on this, uh, on, on your question. But I will have to say something that I've said many times. Uh, oh, this boy. is an investigation uh, that has been going on for a year now and has turned up zero evidence. That's a flat-out lie. Right. I mean, there's a $200,000 personal check sent to Joe Biden directly. I mean, there, uh, among other things, there is evidence. There's absolutely evidence. That's just a flat-out lie. Of wrongdoing by the president, uh, because there is none. Uh, but... Republicans continue to double down on a baseless, a baseless, a smear campaign against the president and his family. Instead of, instead of uh, being focused on the American people's needs, what they're right. asking for, what is it that they really, truly want us to focus on? Why do you say things twice? Why do you say things twice? Oh, that's easy, because she's Rain Man. Instead of, instead of... Challenged. Just a challenge. Maybe it was that kick to the head. <laughs> I, that's been my long-running theory. I know, I know. She was kicked in the back of the head by a mule at some point in her childhood, and sometimes the neurons don't fire in the right sequence. Well, it's hard to keep your story straight, too, when you're that full of crap. I guess you say it twice because you're, you're not quite sure the first time. Mm -hmm. You're trying to convince yourself, too. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's just it. You're trying to fool yourself yeah. into believing it. Yeah. All right. You ready for your big three, Scott? Yeah, let's go. Here we go. Are you ready? One, two, three. Look you. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins trifecta. Well, it's helped by his hero. Hi, it's me, Casey. Yeah, I got nothing Casey. on TV to watch tonight. Oh, we got the debate tonight, Casey. The Republicans. Gotcha. You, you, oh, come on, buddy. Let's come on. Let's together. Let's watch it. Mama told me not to come. Why? <laughs> I, I would say, actually, Scott, you kind of had it right the first time. There's nothing to watch on TV. <laughs> no, you're, you're probably right, David. I'm ready. I'm going to waste my time on three. Right, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Number three, uh, this seems like a terrible story to me. I don't know yeah, why you want to put it in this segment, but well, an Arizona woman trampled by an elk. Oh, no. This show not only brings you tragic stories, and we have to do that sometimes, but also there's a learning lesson to, to, uh, to have here to walk away with, okay? Okay. An Arizona woman has died, unfortunately, after an elk apparently trampled her at her home. Oh. Now, this happened in Arizona. As far as they know, this is the first time it's ever happened. Like, this never happens. What was going on here? So, anyway, un unfortunately, that seems to be what happened. The attack wildlife officials then posted notices on doors in the neighborhood advising residents, hey, don't get near the damn elk and stop feeding them, you morons. Uh, because she was feeding the elk when this took place. Unfortunately, she didn't make it. 
Man, oh man. That's a sad story, I know, but the world is not a petting zoo. That's what we mean. It's not. You bring that into the trifecta as a cautionary tale? I just said you can't be hand-feeding wild animals. I know people that do it all the time, actually. (laughs) I'm not going to say anything other than that. Well. Maybe people I'm related to, okay? I don't know what exactly the rules are. Maybe I do, and I don't want to talk about it anymore, but it's always been fine. I think this was just a terrible story. I don't know why you brought it into your trifecta. Because I, but it's, it's a cautionary tale. Okay. Now, on with the countdown. <laughs> to entertain and educate. That's my goal on this show every day. It and, is. And if you can leave this show at the end of it going, I didn't know that before, I've okay. done my job. That is really awesome, man. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Stop two. wild animals by hand in your yard, okay? <laughs> Number two, uh, that Virginia Democrat candidate who yeah. uh, did porn, she wound up going down last night. Yes, David, she did, as a matter of fact. And uh, it was a hard loss, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, she was uh, she was the one that was having sex on the live stream, her and her husband. Oh, and the pee the stories. Yeah, yeah and, and crazy. And some of them were, were, were it was PP, yes, involved. Yes. Some of it was her solo. Other times she'd bring in the husband. Other times it was a tag team. So I don't know what was going on. Oh, but she refused to step down. I hate this segment all of a sudden. <laughs> she refused to it's step down and almost won. It was a close race mm-hmm. in Virginia. She almost won. It went right down to like today before they were done finally tabulating mm-hmm. the, the votes. Like, what do you have to do if you're on the Democrat side to convincingly lose an election? It was amazing to watch some people defend her after all of this happened. Because the whole gig, right, with her and the husband was they would take requests from the people that would pay to watch them and do whatever they would say, something like that. It was pretty sick. Well, and and they were talking about it. It was like leaked or whatever. Oh, she sold her body to strangers. Of course. It was streaming, yes. and, And then also... The 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 actual more relevant thing to me is there were still unanswered questions about what she was doing with that cash because yeah. she had suggested or intimated that that some of that money was going towards her campaign, right? Which would have not been legal. Hmm. The fact that she almost won blows my mind. Yeah. I think we're going to find out more about this election in Virginia. Well, the one thing as is, far as okay, who yeah. came out to vote? What were the big right. issues? Uh, there, there's a lot going on there. That is a I, wild story, though. And unfortunately, yeah. there it, well, they had a little. It, they they did this in a room, and there was there was a telephone in the room, and there was a DJ there taking requests, and he got fired too. <laughs> okay, you're making this up, Phil yeah. St. James. Hey, taking your request tonight? <laughs> Give me a call. Fog up my phone, baby. Goodness gracious. And the countdown continues. The Scott Robbins you trifecta. Hate me today, don't you? Top three. <laughs> right. Not my favorite trifecta ever, but it's I your bit. I've got, and finally, I've got one. Monday night raw jokes. I've got. I know, jokes. Right, exactly. I've, I mean, they're they're all over the place. Yeah. Something to fall back on in the job. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Bad girls. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, yeah. Number one, what is defund I Kamala? I emptiness in my heart. <laughs> sure yeah, yeah, I bet. Anyway, go ahead. Fill it up with something else. Defund Kamala Harris. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> well, House Republicans are now pushing a legislation that would cut funding to Vice President Kamala Harris's office, as well as the IRS. Big showdown coming up. 
Fox News is reporting Republicans are clamoring to defund a wide array of Biden administration offices, including Mamalas. What are they going to do? They're going to have like a, a common area where there's like all these desks and partitions. <laughs> what part would they take away? Actually, do they mention that I in guess the story? You get booted out of your office. You have to take on a new office. No, you have to share an office space and and uh, some of your staffers. Oh my goodness! And this is probably never going to happen. But hey, I mean, they'll never be approved all the way. But I thought it was fun. Okay. And there you have it. There okay. you go. All right. Sorry, okay. Markley. Well, you don't want to apologize to me. No, I... Why would you apologize to me? <laughs> Shooting daggers at me over there. I didn't even look at you. Oh, I'm like, oh my gosh, a poor lady got killed by an elk. Yeah. The crazy porn politician almost wins. Yeah. Man, oh man, that's something. Should have combined those two. Man, oh man, did you see the story? Real quick, I saw this, and I know that I'm the Iron Maiden fan here. No one else cares, and I get it. But David is a horror movie fan. Mm-hmm. Bruce Dickinson, singer from Iron Maiden, is starring in a horror movie about an ABBA tribute band. That does sound incredible. This is something you don't care about, Scott. No. Yes, it's called Bjorn of the Dead. Okay. <laughs> about a bunch of tribute bands that get trapped in a nightclub at the start of the zombie apocalypse. Bjorn, one of the members of ABBA, you know. Yeah. The movie was co-written by Bruce's son, Austin. And it'll include cameos from the world of rock and hard rock and heavy metal. Production begins in 2024. That And, and there you have it. There you go. That's either going to be really great or really, really crappy. I'm guessing it's going to be terrible, but it's certainly fun to talk about. An ABBA tribute band. Wow. Would you go see an ABBA tribute band, Scott? No. Okay. You check. wouldn't take a chance on them? I would not. <laughs> I would not. It would be my Waterloo. <sighs> news update and Nimrods in the news straight ahead right here. Thank you. That's an ABBA story, by the way. triggers are everywhere from dust mites pet dander and pollen to smog and smoke an asthma attack can strike anywhere anytime be prepared with quick acting primatine mist clinically proven to open airways quickly it's the number one fda approved asthma inhaler available over the counter primatine mist breathe easy again use as directed this Thanksgiving at Total Wine and More, find Pinot Noirs and Cabernets that you adore. Our helpful guides are so friendly and nice. So many bottles to try at the lowest price. So gather with friends as you sit down to eat. Grateful for all who made Thanksgiving complete. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. 
I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Saw health news today. This is wild. At least it is to me. See what you think. Saw this at Fox. Dr. Ernst von Schwartz is a triple board certified internist, cardiologist, and heart transplant at Cedar Sinai and the David Geffen School of Medicine at UCLA and the Heart Institute of Southern California. It's a big name. He went viral when he predicted that the use of stem cells would extend human life to 120 years by the end of the decade. He is saying something different now. He is saying that number could reach 150 by the year 2050. And you go into this story, he's noticed a lot of different changes in medicine. He says there's been a shift moving from reactive medicine to what is known as regenerative medicine. Today, doctors can repair damage and regenerate damaged tissues through various treatments, such as stem cells controversial but they're not fda approved for any disease outside of certain forms of cancer um now he says okay it's no disease has been cured with stem cells but their use has seen an improvement in symptoms and quality of life so you're wondering okay what does that mean he says it has various impacts on the skin rebuild collagen under the skin layers helps give the face a more viable fuller appearance so we have a lot of people in L.A. and Hollywood before red carpets. They come to us a week or 10 days before to get their facial stem cell injections. They're better than Botox. And he says in a week later, they glow. He goes, I swear, they look five to 10 y- years younger. Mm. Talking about Harry Styles, Margot Robbie, David Beckham. I'll get this stuff done. Costs thousands of dollars. You do it like every 18 months. Harry Styles? Yes. He's not even that old. I was just going to say. Yes. He said he's seen a lot of patients, particularly men, who also get stem cell treatments for sexual dysfunction. Yeah. It, yeah. It works in that area, Studies too. published by him and his team found the benefits of the treatment lasted at least a year with one single injection. And you play better tennis. I'm not quite sure about that. I don't even know why I said that. I, I don't, don't either. either. I'm, I'm, trying to make, I'm trying to connect those dots. Yeah, you know? I'm you like, can't. okay, no, you 40 can't. love. I'm trying to figure no, out exactly just, what just, you meant. I just said something ran through my head, and I unfortunately said it. Okay. Okay. Play right. better tennis. Yeah. Smile at the camera <laughs> when you say that. <laughs> We're just going to have to make bumper stickers, you know, whenever you try a joke and it just doesn't yeah. make well, any sense. It's just. Yeah. I think that's a great bumper sticker. I would love yeah. to. I would put that. You play better tennis. But just plug it or <laughs> Scott Robbins. Yeah, it would have made sense if it was a pickleball joke, but it wasn't. <laughs> I wanted to leave pickles out of it. That's good. Uh, in the end, he says it's the wild, wild west out there. And I think what we're really missing is an oversight uh, rather from us than the FDA. We don't want the FDA involved. Oh, heck no, they Anyways. don't. <laughs> of course. Had you ever heard that before? No. Does, yeah, I, I had not either. But yeah, they're talking about people look way younger. And then 
I don't know if you saw any of that David Beckham Netflix series. I did not. After you see it, yeah, I don't know that you would be surprised that he would pay thousands of dollars mm. to have that done. I'm not saying anything bad. I think that just kind of goes along with sort of his whole deal. I mean, that guy's OCD to a level that I'm surprised he shared on camera. It's pretty wild. Okay. I think it's time to roll out Nimrods. Everybody ready? Okay, here we go. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods the News. And another Uber story in Nimrods. Okay. So it sets up like this. 41-year-old man in Maine, Kevin Gray, orders a ride share to a TJ Maxx. Right? Okay. Then he blabs to the driver, yeah, I'm going to steal from there. Why would you do that? Most of the driver knows you're cutting the driver in on some of it. Or just sort of a bragging sort of thing? I, guess. I, I don't know. Yeah, I got warrant for my arrest, too. <laughs> it's just going on. And then he showed the driver the drugs that he had on him. <laughs> oh, boy. The driver dropped Kevin off, immediately called police. Cops show up, found Kevin. The, they knew he was there because it was his 12th arrest of 2023. See. Which, if you're just, if your goal is an arrest a month, yeah. you're already ahead of that. That's pretty good, yeah. Where do you win something? If, well, you know. on the bright side, he does play tennis better. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and enjoys canned ham. Um, and I don't know that uh, this person deserves to be on Nimrods, but the rest of that story, yeah, this this lady in Florida uh, was snorkeling and got bit by a gator. I mean, it's just crazy. And to hear her tell about it is wild, man. I mean. I ripped the mask off and I turned and I saw it's like two little eyes like sticking out of the water. Oh, and I just saw the gator. I saw her head in its mouth. She's okay. Holy cow. Thank goodness. And that's Nimrods in the News.